You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Howard. What's up, Oilers fans? Thank you for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. Before we get going tonight, let's thank our sponsor, DraftKings. You've heard us talk DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Just draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the code word THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at Connor Halley. And of course, the big news, Duncan Keith, and now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. The full deal goes like this. Duncan Keith and Tim Soderlund for Caleb Jones in a 2022 third-round pick. That 2023... That 2022 pick will become a second rounder if the Oilers can win three rounds in the 2022 playoffs. And if Keith is amongst the top four in terms of ice time during those rounds for the Edmonton Oilers, they get a guy who has a lot of experience, a lot of hardware in his closet, Stanley Cups, gold medals, Norris trophies. He's been one of the best players in the NHL over the last 15 years and uh, was named to the top 100 team the problem being he is 38 years old and does carry a hefty cap hit over $5.5 million. They also bring in Tim Sunderland, who is the fourth round pick of the Blackhawks back in 2017, 112th overall. He's 23 years old, 5'9", about a buck 60. Spent last year with the Rockford Ice Dogs in the AHL, appeared in 23 games. He did not score a goal. He had five assists, a couple penalty minutes, and was a dash 14. Going out the other way for the Edmonton Oilers is Caleb Jones, young defenseman, a fourth-round pick back in 2015. This past NHL season, he appeared in 33 games for the Oilers, registering four assists, four points, a couple penalty minutes in the playoffs. He did not play once. I think the common trend that I've seen on social media and talking to people in the business and fans is that you like the player in Duncan Keith. You're happy to see what he can bring for the Edmonton Oilers, but there are the downsides, which, of course, is that salary cap hit and the draft pick that you trade away, a third-round pick that could potentially become a second-rounder. And I know a lot of people, myself included, we talked about it on the podcast last week. If Duncan Keith was a member of the Edmonton Oilers, you would have expected that Chicago might have kept some of the salary and retained it. That would have made it a little bit easier for Oilers fans to accept bringing Duncan Keith over. That was not the case, and uh, here we go now. We'll talk about that on this show today. We'll hear from Duncan Keith. He spoke to the Oilers media on Monday evening, as well as Ken Holland. We will talk about Duncan Keith and how he played with the Chicago Blackhawks on the next edition of the show. I'll be joined by Charlie Rumeliotis of NBC Sports out in Chicago. He covers the team, of course, so we'll get his thoughts on the deal and what Oilers fans can expect on ice from the 38-year-old defenseman. But to start things off today, we're going to talk to Tom Gazzola of TSN. 1260. He, of course, the host of the pre- and post-game shows. We'll get to that conversation right now. We now bring in Tom Gazzola. He is the host of the 
Don Wheaton on white pre- and post-game shows on TSN 1260. For the Edmonton Oilers, locked on NHL, the Oil stream. You can give him a follow on Twitter. At Tom Gazzola, he dabbles in Verbero hockey as well. Tommy all over the place. And, of course, the big news of the day, the Edmonton Oilers bringing in Duncan Keith from the Chicago Blackhawks, 38 years old. It's going to cost him Caleb Jones and a conditional draft pick. A third rounder could jump up to a second rounder even. And the Oilers uh, get a prospect back that uh, probably won't play a huge role with the Oilers organization, but maybe balances out a little bit more. Tom, really appreciate you hopping on the show today to talk about this. How are you doing? Always a pleasure. Happy to do it. What an intro. Thank you, Connor. Well, uh, I, I, after the last one, I feel like I kind of might have, you know, sold you short the last time you were on here. So I wanted to make sure we, we got on. <laughs> I, I'm sure I missed a little bit, but, uh, good to get you on. And, uh, the big news of the day, obviously, Duncan Keith joining the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I mean, this rumor has been going on for at least a week now. Now that it's actually happened, what are your thoughts on the deal? Uh, yeah, and you, Connor, you know, you see the reaction and how people are, uh, pretty loud about it. The ones that aren't happy about it, uh, are voicing their opinion and their concern, and that's understandable. I was surprised too about the Oilers not retaining any salary or the Blackhawks not retaining any salary. Um, that, that shocked me a bit. But I get it. Uh, this is a guy that's won a couple Norris trophies. He's won three Stanley Cups. Uh, he had a, let's call it, okay year on a weaker Blackhawks team playing a ton of minutes. And so it, the price point wasn't going to be cheap. you got to give up something to get something, and that something is Caleb Jones. Um, it, obviously, with Caleb Jones, it, it hadn't really panned out. I know that there was a lot of hope that he could step up, maybe become a second-pairing type of defenseman. He had the opportunity to play, and when he got it, he didn't do much with it, Connor, and he found himself not in the lineup for long stretches of time last season. And when he did get back in, his impact was minimal, and you know that led the Oilers to the point where they thought they were okay with moving on from him. And if it led to getting Duncan Keith, they were willing to do that. So they think that there's a, a good player there that can help the blue line. Obviously not playing 23 minutes a night like he did last season. If he gets down to 18 or 19, second pairing, maybe he could contribute, insulate him a little bit. We'll see what happens with Adam Larson. Um it also tells us, I think, too, what's going to happen with Oscar Kleffbaum. It's probably not going down a good path or a bright path uh, if you're an Oilers fan. And Duncan Keith said it, Connor. He said, you know, we'll see what happens when when they get on the ice. Uh, he still has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and he, he still thinks he's got a lot to offer, and the Oilers feel the same. And come September, when we get to training camp and see what's uh, what's what in terms of the roster and who's doing what, uh, we'll see where Duncan Keith stacks up and if he still has game. But he's definitely not the player he was five years ago, certainly not the player he was ten years ago. And the Oilers, I think it's fair to say, are taking a bit of a gamble here. We'll see how it goes. Tim Soderlund is the the other player now part of the Oilers organization. For those wondering, 23 games played this past season, five assists, a dash 14. He was a fourth-round pick back in 2017. I don't know about this one, Tom. I I don't know the word we would use to describe this player, but uh, long shot, 
<laughs> dark horse. Like I don't think Oilers yeah. fans should be too uh, too intrigued by this one. And you know, like like Duncan Keith said, and uh, I think I really like that. Let's see what happens when we get on the ice. Like he's a man of few words, but you know, there's no lack of confidence in his game still. Right, uh, Soderlund. Long shot, I think, is an understatement when it comes to making the Oilers. I remember earlier today when when I was finding out about the deal and it was being done, uh, I was told, uh, hang on, it's not completely done. There's a prospect coming back the other way. And then I did some more digging. I f- wasn't able to get the name of the prospect, but I was told uh, it's not one that would get people too excited. And then when it was finally revealed when the Oilers put out the release, uh, sure enough, it's a player that's played 52 AHL games and uh, has not done much in terms of uh, making an impact. So, you know, I just put out prospect, uh, obviously a loose definition there. <laughs> and uh, don't get your hopes up, Oilers fans. Don't pencil him in anywhere else but Bakersfield, maybe even the ECHL if he comes over to play in North America. Who knows? Crazier things can happen and have happened. But, uh, yeah, it... It is uh, all for Duncan Keith and solidifying that top four and getting those two pairings on your blue line in a place that you're content with and that can take on the opposition's best players and shut them down and add some offensive pop. We know Darnell Nurse is more than capable of doing so. Uh, Ethan Bear, I think, is going to be tested mightily this upcoming season if he does wind up being paired up with Darnell Nurse. And then now you've got Duncan Keith. And the next question mark is what happens with Adam Larson? Looks like Connor at this point, he's probably going to see what's out there when it comes to free agency. But if you're an Oilers fan, you're probably hoping he circles his way back to Edmonton and they get a deal done there because uh, right now on the right side, if it's just Bear and Bouchard, I don't know what else you're going to put there. Do you go back to Tyson Berry? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, three offensive type defensemen that are, you know, two of them smaller, one bigger, but he's a rookie. Uh, that is not an ideal right side. So you could be exposed in that regard unless you go out and get something in free agency. If it's not Adam Larson, it, so many question marks right now. So many. And these next two weeks, I think, are going to be a little bit berserk. They will determine what happens, what route these teams go. Certainly the Oilers will have a lot of questions and holes to fill and things to answer. I'm at the point, Connor, where I just, this is all I know. I'm like, okay, they got the Keith deal done. We know they want to move on from Neil and Koskinen. In what regard do they do so? Can they move on from both? Is it buyout? Is it via trade? Can they get creative? But them retaining salary on Keith makes me feel like they might be ready to play their next hand. And and that would probably have something to do with Neil and Koskin. And that's, that's just my gut and instinct telling me that. We'll see. Time will tell, my friend. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I agree with you 100%. You know, you can't just base this move alone because, you know, we don't know what's going to follow. Maybe there is some moves still to come that could create more cap space for the Oilers going forward. Uh, you touched on the expansion draft just a little bit here. I've got the cap-friendly fran- uh, cap expansion draft simulator open here and i just kind of as we were talking whip something up here you you tell me if there's anything that's wrong here so i've got up front i'm going seven three one 
McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Archibald, Pliarvi, Yamamoto, Benson. Those are my guys up front I'm going to protect. Defensively, obviously, you have to protect Duncan Keith now, Darnell Nurse, and Ethan Bear. If I'm the Oilers, there's a... an agreement, wink, wink, with Adam Larson that let's let's wait a little bit, then sign the extension. Then I go defensively, or sorry, goaltending wise, I'm going Stuart Skinner. If uh, Seattle wants to take Miko Koskinen, you know, feel free. It, it, he's theirs to be had. Does anything that I just said there seem like it could be incorrect, or maybe you'd go a different route? The the one up front that pops is just. You know, Zach Cassian. Do you mm-hmm. protect Zach Cassian? Um, or do you try to dangle him to Seattle and, and free up his three plus million cap hit, uh, by, by going that route? But what do you lose in potentially giving up Zach Cassian? You lose a guy with skill, a guy who can skate, one of the bigger bodies up front. Um, you just, you're wondering which Zach Cassian is going to show up night in, night out. That's the only one because, at this point, Benson's done nothing wrong. He had another tremendous season in the AHL. Uh, obviously, that line with him, McLeod, and Marodi were great all season long. What more can you ask of him? It's just, you know, I don't know if there might be room for him on this team out of training camp this season coming up. But I don't know if you protect him over Cassian. Depends what route you want to go if you're Ken Holland. On the blue line, pretty logical there. And then I can say this. I know after the season Stuart Skinner had in the AHL, obviously nice to see him get a win at the NHL level in his one and only game that he's appeared in. Uh, They are really eager to see Skinner and how he continues to progress. And he is very much so in the picture for goalie of the future with the Oilers. Obviously, Konovalov coming over. They have Rodriguez in the pipeline. But Skinner, they were very excited about and very happy to see his progression this past season. And if he can continue that, maybe, maybe, maybe he's still in the conversation to be the goalie of the future for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and, you know, just going back to the one we, we might disagree on, and Zach Cassing, to me, if, if he was protected, I'd have absolutely no problem with it. My mindset is you could clear a little salary cap and... You know, a player who's up and down. If, if you get the good Zach Cassie and he goes to Seattle, let's say, and, you know, he chips in with 15 goals or whatever and, and, you know, plays emotional and, you know, can, can do those sort of things, bring that physical presence, then I'd have to say, hey, I messed up. I made the wrong move here. But sometimes I just feel like he's just out of the game and, and doesn't really bring much. So if you could take that $3 million, find someone who you know can play that way on a consistent basis and, you know, maybe doesn't have the top end skill that Cassian has, but will always be bringing that physical presence, it might be something I'm okay with. Sure. And absolutely. I get that. But. The the big question is like, will Zach Cassian light a fire under his own butt? Mm-hmm. Will he motivate himself to be the the X factor in games the way he was even two seasons ago when he was putting together two of his best years in his career? Like, it's up to him. It's all in his head when he wants to show up and play and be a positive influence on the game for the Oilers. He can. But there's a lot of nights where he's just kind of there going through the motions, and that's frustrating, especially considering uh, the deal that he signed and the commitment the Oilers made to him on the principle that he would be that crazy-eyed Zach Cassian who can score ugly, can score pretty, and can intimidate the opposition 
and and do it on a regular basis. It's, it's, it's like the hunger has faded away now that he's got that deal, and it's unfortunate to say that, but his recent body of work indicates that that's exactly what's happened. Um, so they've got to find a way to, to get him to figure out how to play hungry, how to play mean, and how to play tough and motivated. Otherwise, uh, Connor, we're talking about a guy that you'd be okay with them losing in the expansion draft. But it's really up to Zach Cassian. Truly, it is. It, which Zach Cassian shows up, it's up to Zach Cassian to decide and dictate that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Tom Gazzola joining me here on the Other Connor Podcast. Now, let's say Cassian were to be protected. Do you think Seattle would look at Tyler Benson as kind of that guy who, uh, obviously no NHL experience, but the upside could be there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it, you know, going down the list with this roster and what would be made available, it's slim pickings to the Seattle Kraken. There really isn't much that the Oilers can offer in terms of lucrative uh, players for them to take. And that's a good problem to have if you're the Oilers. You don't want to give up much. I know when they lost Griffin Reinhardt, some people were a little bent out of shape about it. Uh, Reinhardt clearly didn't pan out for the Golden Knights. He didn't even play a game for them. He's playing, uh, I believe, for the Beijing team in the KHL now. And... Uh, you move on. So if you're leaving crumbs for the Kraken to, to pluck away at, so be it. And that's probably a good thing because you have uh, all your assets and valuable ones that you want to keep in-house uh, protected. Just looking now, uh, he spent last season in Germany. There you go. And the DEL. The, the, <laughs> there you go. Like it's, it's He's become a non-factor to the point where you're just like, oh, I don't know where he played last year. He did play for <laughs> Beijing, though, right? Uh, it was, I don't want to butcher it, Kunlun, Kunlun, Kunlun? Yeah, yeah the Red I Star. think that's the, that's the Beijing team, I believe. Yeah, not a great yeah. season for Griff. Uh, two points in 33 games, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Tom, just going to go back to the the big news of the day, of course, James Neal, or sorry, not James Neal, geez, Duncan Keith. It's been a long day for me, too, apparently, <laughs> as we tape this. Uh, a lot of people kind of talked about, you know, what he'll bring off the ice, and such a good leader. Uh, we had Ben Pope on the podcast last week, and he said something that he's really embraced, like, the last couple of years, helping these younger players, trying to, to be that mentor. And a lot of people think Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg, Ethan Bear, but, I mean, even Darnell Nurse. I, I don't think there's a defense in the NHL that can say, you know, I have a better track record than than Duncan Keith, and I don't really need to listen to him. Like, this guy can help everybody on your roster. 100% he can, and this is something that was lacking on this Oilers team. No offense to Alex Chason, who won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals, but he wasn't uh, an MVP-type player. He hasn't won a Conn Smythe. He hasn't won uh, any accolades individually in the National Hockey League, and, and you know, Chason wasn't even in that playoff drive. He wasn't uh, part of the team. He wasn't on the ice throughout the playoffs for the Washington Capitals. So um, no offense to James Neal. You know, he has had a great career, but, you know, he, his star has faded somewhat. And he hasn't won a Stanley Cup, although he's been to the big dance a few times. And I think that resonates with guys. But here, all of a sudden, you've got a guy, Conn Smythe winner, Norris winner multiple times, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold medals, uh, go on and on and on. This guy's legit, and he still feels like he has a game left. Maybe he played a little bit too much last year. Um, you know, looking at the Oilers in the playoffs, what did they lack? Probably a little bit of poison character. 
what does this guy bring? Poison character. Um, so, it, you know, it'll help in that regard. To what extent? We shall see. They need to play the games. He needs to have an impact like he intends to do. Maybe he's also having a situation where his star is fading. We'll see. But, you know, listening to him in his press conference on Monday night, he sounds like he's got a guy. He's a guy with a chip on his shoulder again. And at 38, that's that's good. You want a guy that's got that internal fire going, and we'll find out if that's uh, for real or if it's uh, all talk come mid-September. Do you think he also has that uh, greasy element to his game as well? Like we we see a lot in the playoffs, uh, certain things can go one called, and you can get away with a little bit more. Uh, I mean, to me, he's a guy who's not afraid to to throw that extra cross check or that slash, and maybe just knows when the refs might not be looking. Yeah, he can use his clout and his veteran status to his advantage, certainly. And he knows when to get that little shot in there. Absolutely, he does. And he's no stranger to doing that. I don't think that'll fade away. He knows playoff hockey very well. He's played so much playoff hockey that uh, he knows what he can and cannot get away with. He could pass that wisdom on to some of his teammates, hopefully in a playoff run. Come next spring, absolutely, he still has that element. Now, is he the most physical guy? No. But there's there's other things he can get you with. And that's like a good whack to the back of the legs, good shot to the to the arms between the shoulder pads and the elbow pads. And uh, maybe, you know, even one to the, to the belt area where there's no padding, just a belt. And uh, certainly he has that element. He knows how to, to use his status to his advantage in the National Hockey League. And absolutely, with that long, greasy hair and the beard, when he has it from time to time, uh, he can match that greasiness with his play. And tough. Remember the, like, the shots he took to the face? I think he lost a couple teeth. Maybe even under the name Duncan Teeth, like yeah, he, he an old, old school, school vibe to that guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting though. It doesn't it doesn't gloss it over at all, Connor. And it, this is still a risk, but yeah, he does have that element to his game. Just looking up at uh, dailyfaceoff.com here, they've got their defensive pairings for the Oilers. And, of course, Adam Larson not lifted, listed, so it kind of goes with the group that they have right now. But Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear is the top pairing. I think you and I would probably agree that that probably checks out. The second pairing they have right now, Duncan Keith and Evan Bouchard, which could be filled by Adam Larson in a couple weeks here. We'll see what happens. But do you think Duncan Keith on that second pairing is just kind of that ideal spot for him? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, who are you going to have on the third pair? You're probably going to have Chris Russell. Uh, do you bring back Slater Cuckoo? Um, you know, Russell had an okay year last year, I guess. You know, he didn't play every game, but uh, he was all right. Um, if you're limiting his minutes, then that's fine. And absolutely, I think it's pretty much, you know, it's not even penciled in. You could write it in a Bic ballpoint pen that Duncan Keith is your second pairing left guy, left shot guy. Um, yeah. Uh, the concern though is, you know, Evan Bouchard. I, I'll just say this. It's going to be good to see Evan Bouchard play regularly, but Connor, there's, there's going to be nights where he, he goes through some valleys. He'll have peaks, but he'll go through valleys 
And uh, you just got to realize, you got to stay patient with those guys because it doesn't all come together for young defensemen in their first full National Hockey League seasons because I don't even think you could consider last year Bouchard's first full NHL season. He barely played. He mostly practiced with the team, stayed up with the team, obviously, didn't spend any time in the minors. But when you're not playing every day, um, you know, it's a stretch to say you're an everyday or a full NHL season under your belt. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you 100%. Obviously, he got into 14 games last season at times, looked good at times, and not so good. Uh, you know, we hear the, the talking about hitting the wall a little bit, and when you play 14 games, you're not going to get there, especially spread out through a 56-game season, make it 82, and play more consistently. Obviously, uh, ups and downs are, are surely something to happen. So, Tom, let's pretend you're Ken Holland right now. You just make this trade. You sent away Caleb Jones and a, a third-round pick that could turn into a second-rounder. Uh, what do you think is next on the to-do list? Oh, I, I I do think that it will be figuring out how to move on from Neil or Koskinen. I'm not sure what form that takes. But then you start to look at free agency. You start to look at other rosters and cap situations around the league. Uh, you make some phone calls like Ken Holland does to find out who might be available. And... and you know, you might swing for the fences come free agency time, but I think you're going to have to fill some spots on this roster via trade as well. Maybe one or two trades to kind of fill those holes. Uh, obviously, impact left shot guy on the wing on the left side would be important. Third line center, indeed. And then the uh, goaltending situation needs to get short up too. But uh, I think maybe cap management will be something that we see pretty pretty quick here when it comes to those again just my instinct i could be wrong but i think that this is kind of leaning towards that now if you were going for the buyout route with james neal or miko koskinen is there one that makes more sense to you to me connor it's koskinen it's just less years of pain you know what i mean less years paying a guy not to play for you uh if you do koskinen on the on the buyout it's two years you save three mil per year. Doesn't cost you as much in real money. And then the other thing too, and I think a lot of people are again writing James Neal off. Maybe you still have something there. And at five point seven five, it's it's a steep price. Uh, gives you a sour face and leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And when you look at him and go, "Geez, we're paying way too much for someone who you know his contributions have been minimal lately." Obviously, COVID was lingering, but there's a guy that I think might still have a little bit of game left and might be able to prove people wrong. And yes, he might not play every night for you, but I still think he could contribute contribute in certain situations. Um, plus, you know, the more important thing is the fact that uh, if you buy him out now, you're looking at four years paying for him, a little bit higher price point than you would with Koskinen. So I'd be more willing to to eat into one more year of his contract and giving him a chance to to prove he could still play in the NHL uh, as opposed to cutting bait with Koskinen and uh, sorry as opposed to not cutting bait with Koskinen. Um, so I'd be willing to go one more year with James. He'll give him another shot, but we'll see what happens here. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you look back, it was a couple of years ago, granted, but uh, when another team gave up on him in the Calgary Flames, he bounced back with a 19-goal season. I still think he could potentially be that guy, uh, net front presence, 
maybe you're splitting the time with Yessi Pugliarvi, but you know, I, I still think he's got the ability to put the puck in the net in tight. Like you said, the price tag is a little bit high, but I mean, if, if it's got to be one or the other, I'm 100% with you. I think you move on from Iko Koskin, a guy who set you back in countless games off the first shot. Uh, it's just not worth keeping him around. And, yeah, hopefully they can find a way to move on. Uh, if you were addressing the goaltending situation today, are you looking for another team, uh, potentially trade partner, free agency, or are you sticking with Staylock? Because I know for a while he was your guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I was just like, well, it makes sense. Seven hundred eighty-five thousand. He was a starter a year and a half ago for the Minnesota Wild. Had a twenty-win season, and then I had some conversations with some people, and doesn't sound like that uh, sentiment is shared by them. Uh, within the organization, so it seems like they'll be moving on in some form or another. Uh, the, the names that I've been told are guys like Allmark and Drieger, uh, and I know those will be popular names too, but uh, something to shore up. The second goaltender with a guy that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg and you can rely upon him, uh, then then that's the route to go, it seems like. Uh, but yeah, it's it's... There might be something out there via trade that way, too. But I think you're going to hear the Oilers in on the conversation for the popular names as well. Whether or not they land those guys, we shall see, Connor. Now, uh, just one more question for you, Tom. Really appreciate you hopping on here today discussing the the trade and, and what how it's going to affect the Oilers going into the expansion draft. But what was your thoughts on just the reaction from the Oilers fan base after this one? Because, I, you know, one thing that I have tend to notice, if, if someone doesn't like something, you're probably not going to convince them. They're probably not going to change their opinion. But, you know, I saw people going as far as, you know, fire Ken Holland and, I, I know this organization has a, a track record of firing guys in the past after they've made crazy contract extensions or things like that. But, I mean, to me, that just seems a little bit too far. Yeah, I'm not surprised to see the reaction from uh, Oilers fans. They want to win and they want to believe in the team that will be on the ice. And I, I think the expectation being so high, they also want uh, the players coming in to be the best of the best. And that's totally understandable, but I, I don't think that's at all realistic. And social media, our text line at TSN 1260, those are platforms that give uh, people an opportunity to share their opinion and vent, and that's what they do. Um, is it overblown? Yeah. Uh, do we need to wait and see what happens? Absolutely. Is it fun and funny to see sometimes? 100%. I get a kick out of it. But, you know, there are some people that just overreact. Uh, it's it's to the point now after the Devin Shore reaction <laughs> and uh, me tweeting about which uniforms the team will be using next year. That reaction got a lot of, uh, of play, which surprised me. Uh, the Nugent Hopkins one was seemed quiet. You know, all his naysayers, there were still some when they announced the deal, but I think the money appeased people and the term, not so much. But w- when Oilers fans blow up on a move, it doesn't surprise me. I just, you know, I buckle up and I get on and enjoy the ride, basically. And, you know, some of it's ridiculous. Some of it's pretty funny. Um but yeah, it's it's just the time that we're we're living in this time of social media where you got to expect the worst but hope for the best.
One of the things that makes our profession a lot of fun. Tom, uh, thanks for doing this today. I appreciate it. Congratulations to your Italian squad for winning Euro. And uh, I know we made the bet on air. I lost it. So whenever you want to drop off that Italy jacket or the Kappa jacket, I will wear it. Uh, I will honor the bet. Yeah, you're not allowed to take it off ever now. I just (laughs) amended the deal. Great stuff from Tom Gazzola of TSN 1260. You can also catch him on Locked On NHL and the Oil Stream with Dustin Nielsen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter also at Tom Gazzola. We appreciate him hopping on discussing the Duncan Keith trade to the Edmonton Oilers and the ramifications from that, how it's going to affect everything with them going forward here, especially, you know, coming up with the NHL entry draft. And I have it up in front of me. If you go to Cap Friendly, they've got a really good simulator that you can do. And like I said with Tom, it's to me it's not that hard. As long as Adam Larson isn't signed before the expansion draft, it's pretty easy to bring him back and go into this expansion draft thinking that you're probably not going to lose anybody. Now, if you were hypothetically to sign Adam Larson before that draft, that's where it gets a little bit more difficult. You risk the potential to lose an Ethan Bear or a Kyler Yamamoto, maybe a Yessi Puliyarvi. So I think you definitely want to talk to Adam Larson if there's a deal in place and try to wait as long as you can before you dot the I's, cross the T's, and all of that sort of thing. But uh, once again, appreciate Tom Gazzola hopping on the podcast here today. Right now, let's transition and let's hear from the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, Duncan Keith. Coming over from the Chicago Blackhawks, will be 38 years old once the season gets going. And he was asked, just how much does he have left in his NHL career? Oh, I feel like I got a lot. Um, I guess uh, once we hit the ice, we're, we're going to see who's uh, who's a step behind out there. So I'm not much for talking. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is, and and uh, we'll we'll see uh, what happens when we get on the ice. That is the newest Edmonton Oiler, Duncan Keith, talking about what he has left and what he can bring to this team. He was also asked by Mark Spector of Sportsnet about, you know, all the accomplishments that he's had throughout his NHL career, the cups, the individual accolades, winning on an international level. I mean, and then going away from that and having a few years struggles, how much does it make you want to get back to that level and the impression he wants to make on his new teammates? I think uh, I'm a competitive guy. Um, you know, so while I'm competing, I wanna I wanna be at my best, and I think uh, you know in Edmonton it's it's gonna be a competitive environment, and uh, I'm gonna do everything I can to, like I said earlier, earn the respect of my teammates, my new teammates, and, and the coaching staff and the organization, but also the people in uh, in Northern Alberta. Um, you know, I know that they want uh, their passionate fan base and they want to, they want the team to be successful. And I'm well aware of that. So I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm, I grew up in Canada. I, uh, I understand and, and, uh, I'm excited to, to be going to, to Canada and, and uh, being in, in that type of situation with that type of pressure. And, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you when we get on the ice, uh, how everything shakes out. That's newest Oilers defenseman and Duncan Keith speaking to the media. If you want to hear the rest of that, you can check out the Oilers website or their YouTube or just basically any means of social media. They've got it up there. And I also wanted to grab a couple of clips from Oilers general manager Ken Holland talking about the trade, uh, justifying it just a little bit, and an update on Adam Larson and you know what we can look forward to with the contract negotiations going forward. But we'll start off with his comments about today's trade. Certainly an exciting day. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith 
along with Tim Soderlund uh, for for Caleb Jones and a third round draft pick. You know, obviously uh, Duncan has been one of the um, best defensemen of his era. Um, you know, helping Chicago win three Stanley Cups and two Norris trophies, a Conn Smythe, and uh, helping Canada win uh, a couple of gold medals at the uh, at the Olympics. So, you know, I got a call um, in the last couple of weeks from um, <clears throat> Stan Bowman and Jerry Johansson, his agent. Or Stan Bowman gave me permission to talk to Jerry Johansson, um, Duncan's agent. And I guess Duncan had gone to, uh, to Stan and, and, um, f- for personal reasons wanted to, um, get moved to a team out west and, um, wanted to know if we had interest. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to pass up a player that's got as much experience and success, um, as Duncan. As and I think that not only what Duncan will help us on the ice, but he'll be a uh, you know a tremendous leader in the locker room. And I know that he's you know talked to a lot of people here over the last couple of weeks that know Duncan and his he's got uh, incredible uh, commitment to off season fitness. So he will uh, he'll bring a lot of other intangibles to our team besides uh, what he does on ice. So uh, you know obviously. Uh, Excited today, you know, legitimate top four defenseman, and uh, um, you know, I know I know Duncan's very very excited. Uh, I talked to him for a bit earlier after the deal was made, and uh, Coach Tippett talked to him as well, and, and uh, we both uh, can feel and sense that he's very excited about this new opportunity. That is Oilers general manager Ken Holland. His opening thoughts when it came to the trade today. After the Oilers acquired Duncan Keith from the Chicago Blackhawks. And one thing that a lot of fans and the media members alike were questioning was the fact that the Oilers paying Duncan Keith his entire salary in the Chicago Blackhawks, not retaining any. Jason Greger of TSN 1260 asked the general manager about that. Well, I mean, as Stan, as I, Stan Bowman and I talked over the weekend, you know, I think if I was acquired, you know, you obviously you can retain up to 50%. If, if we were getting Duncan Keith at 2.75, the price would have been a lot higher than it was, what, what, what it was today. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, certainly Chicago's getting a, a, a young defenseman, Caleb Jones, that, uh, you know, was in and out of our lineup, uh, and, and, uh, you know, was where we were hoping could grow into, uh, a regular spot, uh, and a third round draft pick. So, you know, they're, they're, they're excited to get Caleb Jones. Um, you know, where we are, um, in our cycle, you know, with, when you look at the core of the team, it's trying to win now. I, you know, if I, it's, it's one or the other. It's either spend, spend more assets and try to get Chicago to retain salary or, or do a deal that, you know, we're, we're trading out a left shot defenseman. We're acquiring a left shot defenseman. Um, and we're adding a third round pick to it. So I think the, you know, these deals are, 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 they, they've got to, they swing back and forth. I think at the end of the day, um, basically if, if we wanted to, uh, have a lower salary, we would have to put more assets with our offer. And one final clip I want to get to before we wrap up this edition of the other Connor podcast, uh, Ken Holland speaking to the media today and, 
Jim Matheson of Post Media and the Edmonton Journal asked him about his confidence level going into contract negotiations with Oilers defenseman Adam Larson. No, I'm not pretty confident, but I'm not not confident. Um, you know, I've, I've 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 talked lots to JP Barry, um, and um, last week, you know, t- Dave Tippett, myself, got on a call with JP and and and, and Adam and his his um, Swedish agent Peter Werner, um, and. You know, told him that, that we want him back, how important he is to the team. And um, I also kind of tipped him off that I was having some conversations with Stan Bowman and there was a possibility that today would happen. And certainly I think Tip said to, to Adam, if um, if the deal goes through, he certainly saw um, Adam Duncan Keith being a, you know, a good second pair for us. Um he has obviously an unrestricted free agent and Adam has to, you know, make a decision as to what he feels is best for, um, he and his, himself and his career. So, um, I mean, if I was confident, we probably would have been done by now. Um, cause I've been, you know, I've been talking to Adam since, or JP Barry since probably February or March. So, um, I don't, you know, so we'll, 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 we'll see. There you go. That is Oilers general manager Ken Holland. He's not pretty confident, but he's not not confident when it comes to the likelihood of the team re-signing Adam Larson. I talked about it earlier on, on the podcast that in my opinion, you got to find a way to get it done, but do it after the expansion draft. It's going to make it a lot easier and uh, give you that ability to make sure you protect everyone that you have to. <laughs> it comes down to one player, but it could go a long way if they are able to re-sign Adam Larson to an extension following the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. That's going to do it, though, for us on another edition of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, make sure you sign up with DraftKings. It's a lot of fun. you got baseball cutting up, UFC, and before you know it, the NFL will be here. Daily Fantasy Sports is a lot of fun. If you do sign up, do so responsibly and make sure you use promo code THPN. Next time on the Other Connor Podcast, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about this trade involving the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks bringing in Duncan, Keith, Caleb Jones going the other way along with a draft pick. We're going to get a full scouting report on Keith and what the Oilers can expect from this player with Charlie Rumliotis. He covers the team for NBC Sports in Chicago. And, of course, we'll bring someone in from town to talk about it as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.